0: It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. 49ers versus Cowboys. It doesn't get better than this. This brings back all the emotions of all the big-time games that these two teams have had throughout 49ers history. It's been absolutely fantastic. And I wasn't born in the 70s, but I know how significant this rivalry was to uh, 49ers fans in that time period. So this is one that dates back a long ways. And there's a lot of heated, you know, moments and conversations that go with this rivalry. And they're two of the best teams in the league right now, which makes it significant again. 49ers have been matching up against the Cowboys for the last two seasons, with the 49ers having the upper hand in the playoffs and knocking the Cowboys out in the wild card round in, in the 2021. And then in 2022, they knock them out of the divisional round. So Dallas is coming in, and they gotta feel like the 49ers have had their number lately they're looking to turn that around but how do they do it uh, how do these teams match up well we've been going through it this week we've been going through the tail of the tape going through the numbers we've been going through offensive matchups the 49ers can win and can exploit and defensive matchups the 49ers must win to limit the cowboys offense we've been going all through it and now it leads to this moment the game preview show where we can go through and go piece by piece The key matchups in this football game, how the 49ers have to play against the Cowboys to be able to walk away with the victory, it's not going to be easy. This is going to be a tough task. Both of these football teams are very good with playmakers all over the place. Team speed is not a problem for either one of these teams. These defenses fly around, they make plays, and they are absolute ball hawks. Uh, So it's going to be a fun matchup. It's probably going to come down to the last moments of this football game to determine who is the winner and who ends up taking that elite spot next to the Eagles as the best in the NFC. Because this is going to start painting a picture of who the real deal is in the NFC. The 49ers looking to go 5-0. They go 5-0, and they beat the Dallas Cowboys. I think they are at top of the pecking order. If the Dallas Cowboys defeat San Francisco 49ers and improve to 4-1, I think they reestablish themselves as a team that is a legitimate option to win the NFC and head on to play in the Super Bowl at some point. So I know it's an early matchup, but it's Sunday night football. It's going to be electric. These two teams are fantastic, and football is back. And Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the -the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds from Week One all the way to college football playoff and Super Bowl. Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use your promo code Believe. That's B L E A V in all caps to receive your fifty percent. Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So let's get into this matchup. And I can feel the energy. I don't know if you guys can feel it from me. There's an energy about this matchup, 49ers and Cowboys. Because anytime that they lock horns, something good happens, something special. Right? If you go back to the 90s, uh, whoever won that matchup was going and winning the Super Bowl. If you if you're in the current situation, you know you've seen the Forty yards eliminate the Cowboys, but it came down to the last second. Dak Prescott slides down in Dallas. Not enough time to get another playoff. And then last year they go with the crazy looking formation and crazy looking play that sees that sees Aziz Alshire absolutely light up Ezekiel Elliott, and then um, see Jimmy Ward you know, make a demolishing play on Turpin, and it was a way, a good way to walk off. So both these teams are looking to get over the hump looking to get to the promised land that is the Super Bowl, and they know the path goes through the other. So this is going to be a good one. So let's get into these key matchups you know, for this game, 49ers versus Cowboys, because uh, I think that there's really in depth that we need to get in some of it. And first up, it's going to be for the 49ers offense. And it's going to be establishing a run game against the Dallas defense. And it's not easy. The 49ers had tough sledding the last year in the playoffs against dallas on the ground the Forty Yards were still effective enough uh rushing the football they got 113 yards including 51 yards from elijah mitchell elijah mitchell significant because he hasn't been practicing so elijah mitchell's options and availability for this game don't look good the fact that the Forty yards went out and signed uh, jeremy mcnichols to their practice squad probably means they're making sure they have depth of the position so do i expect elijah mitchell to play i honestly don't know I know last week he gave it a go in the pregame warm-ups, and he wasn't ready. But right now, everyone in the 49ers organization that can trend in the right direction, including John Feliciano, are trending in the right direction, minus Elijah Mitchell. So we'll wait and see. You know, Maybe after this recording it'll come out that he is practicing on Friday and everything is good to go. We'll find out. But right now, we can't count on Elijah Mitchell. But What we can't count on is CMC. And Christian McCaffrey has fit into the 49ers' offense at such a high clip. Uh, He is leading the league in rushing. He's leading the league in rushing touchdowns. He's leading the league in touchdowns from the running back position. He is just doing it all. And he averages 117 yards per game. So he's on track to have a really big season. So the 49ers have to establish a run game. Well, going back and watching that divisional matchup last year, 49ers struggled early on. Four were trying to get to the edge. They were trying to run their tosses. They were trying to run their outside zone. Things that worked against the Dallas Cowboys the year before. Well, this time, Dallas was ready for it. Dallas was running. They were using their speed. They were getting down the line of scrimmage. They were making plays. Then the four yards came out in the second half and decided something a little bit different. We're going to run more gap scheme. We're going to come at you a little bit with some old school offense and get vertical quickly. And they used Elijah Mitchell as a little bit of a battering ram, and he did a good job. So the four years would probably employ some of that, running directly at the Dallas Cowboys. But you have to diversify the run game. You have to make sure you keep them guessing. You want to trap them. Use their uh, want to get after you and get vertical up the field against them. So you want traps. You want whams using Kyle check to be able to hit inside defenders, especially if Micah Parsons lines up on the inside. A wham block could be very significant in, a, in creating an opportunity in the run game. But really what you want to do is get Christian McCaffrey the ball in space. So that could be extended handoffs. And what am I talking about? Well, if you watch the first touchdown the 4 yards had against the Arizona Cardinals, it appears to be a pass. But it's a lateral, which means it counts as a run. But that's an extended handoff. Brock Purdy threw Christian McCaffrey the ball after he had been in motion with Kyle Juszczyk leading, basically a sweep just with a pass from Brock Purdy instead of a pitch. What it does is it puts Christian McCaffrey out there in space where he can use his God-given abilities to make people miss, but also it gives the offense the ability to create separation and space for their blockers as well. And by doing so, it made it a little bit easier for McCaffrey to get downhill and get a touchdown. So you have to be creative and you have to be multiple in your run game attack. You can't come into this game and think, oh, last year in the second half, we were able to run right at him and it was successful. Can you do that? Yes, but mix in other things too. Be able to hit those toss plays, hit a short toss and come back with the counter. Use Debo Samuel and little counter plays and reverses. Use the Dallas Cowboys willingness and aggressiveness against them. As they become hyper-aggressive, looking to get down the line of scrimmage to stop the 49ers run game, you can use Debo going back the other way. It's been very effective through the years. And of course, teams are often keeping guys on the backside waiting for it. So you just have to pick your time. You pick that one moment when you're able to have a huge play and get Debo out on the edge. So it's about being multiple in the run game. It's about finding leverage, and it's about attacking Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is a very good player. He's very talented. And he's one of the best pass rushers in the entire league. As far as chase and run defender, he may be the best coming from the defensive line spot. But when it comes to stopping the run, he's not one of the best. You can beat him at the point of attack. Now, last year, it was a lot easier with Mike McGlinchey. He's a significantly better run blocker than Colton McKivitz. He was able to get a push on Parsons and create some areas for them to run the ball. He's not here. It's Colton McKivitt's now, and it's going to be McKivitt's job to make sure he gets movement on Micah Parsons. What I say movement is Parsons wants to set the edge. He wants to make sure that he can get that edge set and not allow any separation between him and the defensive tackle. If he gets kicked out, they can create a hole there, and that creates the bubble in the defense that you're able to run through. The 49ers have been handling it in a high Level on edge defenders all throughout the year. Didn't matter if it was T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. It didn't matter, you know, if it was Kayvon Thibodeau. It didn't matter, you know, who it was last week. They were going to get it done, and they have. And they've been very successful running through that C gap and that area right off tackle. Fortyers have been attacking it, and that's part of the reason you go after Micah Parsons. Demarcus Lawrence is not as easy. A little bit more difficult and tougher sledding to run there. But what do they often do? Well, you often find Van Der Esch on the same side as Micah Parsons. Van Der Esch is your best run linebacker. He's good. He's better than Clark. So what you get is a matchup to where Micah Parsons, you know, maybe he doesn't play the best, but they get Van Der Esch on it. Now, what did Arizona do? Arizona attacked him, and Arizona attacked Micah Parsons in a big way. They went right at him, and they ran physical. James Conner nearly had 100 yards rushing. He had 98 yards on the ground. But Arizona got 222 yards on the ground, including a big 45-yard explosive play from Rondell Moore. That's part of the way you go after this Dallas Cowboys offense: is you take our defense, you make your offense a battering ram as far as run game. So the 49ers rush the ball at 153 yards per game. That is very good this year. That's one of the top five in the entire league. And then, as far as rush defense, the Cowboys give up 111 yards on the game on the, on the season per game. So, San Francisco 49ers got to be able to establish a run game against the Dallas Cowboys. If they're able to establish a run game, that's going to open up the passing game for Brock Purdy. If Dallas wants to bring one of their safeties into the box, it could get a little bit more interesting. Because then, in that case, it's going to force Brock Purdy's hand. And Brock Purdy had a mixed results last year against the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. He was 19 of 29 for 214 yards. Now that's efficient, uh, but he did have a couple of passes that got away from him. He wasn't able to consistently uh, get the plays off that he wanted. He was affected by the pass rush, but that's the Dallas Cowboys. They're very good. They give up 10.3 points per game. Not exactly easy sledding to score on them. The only thing you got going for you is the fact that Arizona scored 28 points against the Dallas Cowboys and they were very effective in taking advantage of scoring opportunities. So that's going to be highly important. So establish a run game that will open up not just a play action pass, but that will also open up the middle of the field to be able to run the types of plays that Kyle Shanahan likes to run and that Brock Purdy is very effective in. That 10 to 19 area over the middle is still the bread and butter. The only thing that Brock Purdy's proven this year is that he can go outside the numbers and he can get vertical, and that may worry Dallas a little bit. They go to a single high safety and have to bring one of those safeties into the box to stop the 49ers run game. You might get Brandon Ayuk one-on-one with the safety downfield. Advantage Brandon Ayuk. Advantage Brock Purdy because Brock Purdy's been consistent on hitting those throws, and he looked really good against Arizona when he got those exact same matchups. So that's going to be very important. Side note, it's important for Brock Purdy to get the 49ers in the right look. So single high safety, check out of the run and check to the pass. Make sure you take advantage of that Dallas passing defense when you have an opportunity. There's not a lot of them, but if you can run the ball effectively, you can create opportunities in the passing game. They're able to keep a two-deep safety look and still neutralize the 49ers run game Going to be hard for the 49ers to convert on third down with third and long situations against a too high safety look with the Cowboys ball hawking group that they have in the secondary. Of course, taking advantage of Jordan Lewis, the new nickel corner is going to be important as well. With Deron Bland having to move to the outside, that seems to be a weak point. Can the 49ers run against that set? I believe they can, and they get wins there with Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. Uh, you know, and others in the slot, I believe they can as well. So those are going to be things to watch and monitor in this game on the offensive side of the football. Over on defense, one of the big things we haven't really talked about has been Colton McKibbs, and I'm going to get to him in a second. But stopping the Cowboys run game is imperative for the 49ers defense. And why do I say that? Because if you stop Tony Pollard in this run game, that's averaging 141 yards per game, you are going to be able to limit the effectiveness of Dak Prescott because you need to be able to stay on schedule as an offense. One of the things Dallas is really good at is converting on third down. Part of the reason they're good at converting on third down is they have short fields. So staying on schedule with a very good run game and success passing the football on first down are always what you need to do on offense. But if the 49ers can take away Pollard and take away the run game, and they really did last year in the playoffs, they held Dallas in check in the run department. Dallas had 76 yards last year running the football, a 3.5 average. They were very effective in making sure there was nothing there. So 22 attempts from the Dallas Cowboys, and that's why you get Dak Prescott throwing the ball 37 times. That's not a recipe for success. If you're, a Sam, or if you're a Dallas Cowboy against the San Francisco 49ers defense. It's not going to work out well for you if Dak has to throw the ball close to 40 times. They need efficient, effective run game coming from Tony Pollard. And if the 49 are able to limit it, they're going to be able to tee off on Dak Prescott. They're going to be able to sit back in their zone, rally and make tackles underneath the sticks, and get off the field on third down. That's going to be a pivotal part of this football game. But one of the things that very interesting for the for the Dallas Cowboys offense is going to be the slot receiver position because you have Brandon Cooks that you brought in in free agency and Brandon Cooks has short area quickness and he's able to create in a big way so what do you do to stop him and limit him well stop the run and why does that make sense well Brandon Cooks if it's a third and five he can beat Isaiah Oliver and get a first down I think he could get it done at a rapidly high pace. If it's third and eight, you have an opportunity to make him stay underneath, tackle him in front of the sticks, and get off the field. So the effectiveness of the run game kind of radiates through the rest of the Cowboys offense. We haven't seen Dak Prescott have to take over a game this season and go out and win it. We haven't seen him dominate what we've seen is short fields and good opportunities for the Cowboys offense and then go out and effectively take advantage of it. So the Fourniers need to put them in situations that are difficult, that are straining. And one of the ways you do that is you stop the run. Can the 49ers stop Tony Pollard in the run game? Yeah. You know why? Because they added Javon Hargrave to their defensive tackles position. Because they set a good edge with Cleveland Farrell and Nick Bosa. Because they have two of the best tracking linebackers in the entire league, Andre Greenlaw and Fred Warner. You have one of the better nickel Corners as far as stopping the run in Isaiah Oliver. And you have good corners on the outside tackling. Not to mention, Tayshon Gibson has been great. Talno Fonga flies around like a missile. You have good tacklers. And when you have good tacklers, you can limit run games. So they're going to have to be diligent. But they only give up 66 yards per game on the ground. That's better than what they were playing at last year when they were the number one defense in the league. So trending in the right direction, yes. But you got to stop Tony Pollard in this one. So let's talk about a key, some of the keys to win this game. Because both of these teams are really good in the turnover department. The Dallas Cowboys take the ball away at a high rate. Ten takeaways on the season already. They find the ball. And Mac Jones knows, because he threw pick sixes all over the place, Deron Bland, gone. Touchdown. And the 49ers need to make sure that doesn't happen. Now their last matchup, Brock Purdy played a clean game. Didn't turn over the football at all. Made sure he took care of the football. They need to make sure they do that in this game as well. But the 49 are no slouch as far as, far as causing turnovers either. 49 have caused five turnovers this season, including five interceptions. Talanoa Fonga has two. He's leading the team in interceptions and in turnovers. So the 49 need to make sure they take care of the football and cause turnovers. And Dak Prescott has proven that he will put the ball in harm's way. Last year, the 49 yards forced two interceptions. One by Diamond Lenore, where he undercut a route and caught the ball along the sideline. Another Jimmy Ward, the slot or the nickel corner, knocking the ball up in the air, and Fred Warner coming up with the interception. Of course, Jimmy Ward is gone. But what you have is Isaiah Oliver, who's a similar-looking player. Long arms, got length at over six foot tall able to play physical at the point of attack, so you have potential. The reason I'm going to bring up the nickel corner as far as turnovers is because Dak Prescott threw an interception to K1 Williams the year before. So nickel corners get their hands on the football against Dak. That's an opportunity for the 49ers. That's an opportunity to get the Cowboys off the field and get yourself a short field with a chance to get points. And it's not easy to get points against the Dallas Cowboys defense so you have to make sure you take the ball away but both of these teams are very good at taking care of the football Dak Prescott has thrown one interception and that is the lone turnover for the Dallas Cowboys in 2023 that interception came by Kaiser White in the end zone against the Arizona Cardinals and that interception sealed the game for the Cardinals the big interception it was over the middle and Dak definitely did not see Kaiser White or he thought he could get over him but those types of plays are what Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw dream about because those are the kinds of plays that they can make over the middle of the field. And we've seen Jake Ferguson have some effectiveness from the tied end position. Well, that means he's over the middle of the field. Fred and Dre are going to be looking for that football. Fred Warner's gotten the, his hands on the ball a couple of times this year and hasn't been able to pull one in and secure it. He's looking for one. He might get one in this game. And of course, turnovers are pivotal. Brock Purdy had the strip sack from T.J. Watt. Now, Watt actually got the ball out twice. And it's not that the 49 haven't put the ball on the ground. They have a couple strip sacks against Brock Purdy. He got one of them back. The other one he lost. Uh, but also a couple bad snaps from Jake Brendel and Brock Purdy as far as exchange. They got both of those back. So the 49 need to make sure they take care of the football in a big way in this game because Dallas is opportunistic. They take advantage of every single turnover that comes their way. So let's talk about turnover differential real quick before we move on. And that is the Dallas Cowboys plus 9. They've caused 10, only given away 1, plus 9. 49ers have taken away 5 times and only had 1 giveaway. They're plus 4. Whoever wins that turnover battle will win the game. And let's remember last year, Dak Prescott, the two interceptions against the 49ers, we had a Ray-Ray McLeod fumble in special teams, but the 49ers were plus 1 in that game in the divisional round. 49ers won by 7 points, 19-12. to That's how close these matchups are. Those turnovers go a long way. Talk about third down. The Dallas Cowboys are the number one offense on third down. They are spectacular. They're 51%. And one of the most interesting things that I, I found when I was going through their loss to the Arizona Cardinals was in that game, they were still over 50%. They were 9 of 16 on third down. Great efficiency rate. The problem was they kicked too many field goals. They kicked three field goals in that game and had one touchdown where the Arizona Cardinals were able to score touchdowns in some of those opportunities. So Dallas Cowboys are one of the best on third down, and a lot of it has to do with staying ahead of the sticks and staying on schedule. Uh, So 51% for the Cowboys' conversion rate. The 49ers give up third downs at about 40%. They're going to have to keep the Cowboys under 50% to have a chance to win this game unless Dak Prescott just turns over the football at a high rate. So 49ers third down defense is going to have to be good. And the way it's going to be really good is if they're effective on first and second down. They can force third and longs against Dak Prescott. I think the 49ers defense can not only be very effective on third down, but I think they can get off the field a lot and force turnover on downs. Looking the other way, the 49ers are 47% on third down conversions, and they've really picked it up since the Rams game. They were very efficient against the Giants, and then when they got uh, to playing the Arizona Cardinals last week, they were spectacular. They were three of five, and the fact they only faced five third down shows you that not only were they on schedule, but they were absolutely ahead of schedule as far as getting first downs. Where the Cowboys only allow thirty percent conversion rate on third down. That is winning football. So you can see both of these teams in the areas that you need to be very good at. They are very good at it. So it's going to come down to those types of things. Stopping the run, forcing third and longs, who can convert on third and who can't, and who can uh, get takeaways and not have any giveaways. Those are all the the ways that you win the football game. Now, the one thing I have to go ahead and mention, and we talked about the three field goals from the Dallas Cowboys earlier, is red zone effectiveness. The Dallas Cowboys are 27th in the league as far as offensive scoring inside the red zone at about 40%. Uh, That is not good. And so that's an advantage 49ers. If 49ers, if the Dallas Cowboys get into the red zone, if you can turn those opportunities into only field goals, you got to feel like you're going to have a really good chance uh, to stay in the game. And think about the score last year, 19-12. to Four field goals, felt like. Uh, it, it wasn't four field goals. What it was actually was a Brett Maher missed extra point on their first touchdown, a touchdown to Dalton Schultz, and then field goals after that. But the fact that you scored 12 points, that's a lot of field goals. And yes, field goals are important. They're not an open frame, but you need to score touchdowns, especially against defenses the caliber of these two teams. So four are definitely more effective in the red zone. Uh, they've been a more effective offense in producing touchdowns Compared to Dallas, but Dallas has been playing with far better field position all season long. And so now I'm ready to get into my wow, that's bold predictions. Wow, that's really bold. <laughs> Whoa. 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 Whoa, it's really bold. Whoa. Uh it's gotta be bold when you're talking wow, that's bold predictions. And this week, it's going to be bold because this is Brock Purdy's second time playing against the Dallas Cowboys. It's his second time playing against this defense. And I think he's going to have a little bit more success uh, than he had in the divisional matchup last year. I thought last year, Dallas did a very good job of keeping him off balance. And a lot of the reason was they took away the run game in the first half, or at least neutralized it. In the second half, once the run game got going, Brock Purdy looked like he felt more comfortable in the pocket 49ers were able to slow down the pass rush uh, by running the football effectively. And then they took advantage of some of those matchups. And there are matchups to take advantage of in this game. And I think Brock Purdy's going to take advantage of those matchups. And I think Brock Purdy's going to get uh, two touchdowns passing the football in this matchup. I think he's just going to be effective in this game. I don't think it's anything crazy. Dallas is a really good defense, uh, but I think Brock Purdy's going to take care of some business. I think he's going to get the ball out on time, and he's going to have some opportunities in the red zone, and he's going to come away with two touchdown passes in the game. Now, I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb because he's not even for sure playing in the game, uh, but he's been trending in the right direction with limited practice, and that's Jawan Jennings. And just going through the All-22 film and seeing what he's done this year, I think there's going to be an opportunity with all the focus that's going to be paid onto Debo Samuel, onto Brandon Ayuk, onto Christian McCaffrey, onto George Kittle, for Jawan Jennings. I think Jawan Jennings is going to get a red zone touchdown. I do. I think he's going to get a favorable matchup against a safety or a linebacker and he's going to win, and Brock Purdy's going to find him for one of Brock Purdy's touchdowns. So, Jawan Jennings, welcome back. Into the end zone, that's my offensive wow, that's bold predictions. Now, on defense, uh, defensively, I've you know been going with turnovers, and it's worked out pretty well for me. Uh, I've even got as lucky as predicting that a turnover was going to happen from – Dealmano Lenore in the game against the Rams, and it did. Uh, so sometimes I hit, sometimes I don't. And I'm going to try to hit on this one. I think Talonova Fonga is going to come up with his third interception of the year. I have been going back and forth. Last week I predicted uh, that Deshaun Gibson was going to have an interception. He did not. And uh, I thought about duplicating that, but I do think Dak Prescott's going to put something up over the middle that's going to be available. And I think. Either Isaiah Oliver or Hufanga come down with it. But I'm going to go with Hufanga. Hufanga gets his third interception of the season by intercepting Dak Prescott. And then the off or the defensive pass rush. Uh, they've been getting a lot of scrutiny over the last several weeks because they're not getting home. A lot of that has to do with opposing offenses' willingness to get rid of the football at a rapid pace. I mean, how could a defensive line get home to the quarterback if they're releasing the ball every 2 to 2.4 seconds, you can't. Uh, but what you can do is make sure you continue to put pressure, and when the opportunities come, you strike, or you make sure you limit the effectiveness of the quarterback. Well, I think the four ers are going to do that, and Dak Prescott has been sacked six times this season. Not a huge number. Brock Purdy's been sacked seven times, but I think the, the four ers are going to have some success with the pass rush. And I think a lot of the reason why is they're going to have to pay a lot of attention to Nick Bosa and maybe a lot of attention to uh, Javon Hargrave or Eric Armstead. And I think it's going to free up the other one. once the 49ers show Fred Warner coming in a blitz, or if they go to a five man defensive front with Javon Kinlaw. And I think the 49ers are going to produce three sacks in this game. I think that they're going to get home. I think they're going to put pressure up the middle with Hargrave and Armstead. And I think Drake Jackson is going to have a chase down sack in this game don't be surprised if Drake doesn't get his fourth sack of the season, and then I think the other guys split it. It'll either be Hargrave, uh, Armstead, or Bosa that come away with, you know, a sack each. Uh, one of them will, of course, be missing out because I said three sacks, but I think the Fourers are going to spread it around a little bit, and they're going to have opportunities. Don't won't even be surprised to see a Fred Warner sack on a blitz. Uh, so keep that in mind as well. But I do think the Fourers are going to be effective rushing the passer. I know they have to make sure they keep their rush lane integrity because if Dak Prescott gets outside the pocket, they will extend plays or even extend drives by getting first downs. Those can be backbreakers. But I think the 49ers defensive line is well-equipped and ready to handle this after the recent matchups that they've had, including battling Joshua Dobbs last week. I think that was a great uh, preparation you know, player for the 49ers to prepare for Dak Prescott and what he does with his legs. Now, with all that being said, it is time for the score prediction, 49ers versus Dallas Cowboys. And so far this year, uh, it's been going pretty well. But, I mean, whenever you feel like the 49ers are the best team and you pick them to win, and they do, it makes your record look really good, right? So you're 4-0. The only thing I will say is last week predicted the game to be 38-16. It ended up being 35-16. So I wasn't far off. Well, this week I do have the 49ers winning this football game. I know the 49ers' closest victory this year was a seven-point victory over the Los Angeles Rams, and that's what the Rams kicking the last-second field goal with four seconds left. Kind of a weird play. They run 120 to—or, sorry, 30 to 23. Well, I think the 49ers are going to win this game 27 to 20. So I think the Dallas Cowboys' defense is going to do enough to keep the 49ers from, cover, from uh, scoring 30 like they've been doing every single game this year. Uh, but I think the 49ers— Offense is going to be effective. I think they're going to score points, and I think they're going to be able to get a stop when they need it against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, but history would just show that the 49ers Cowboys are going to play really close to a six to seven point game, and I think that that happens again here. I think there's a little bit more scoring from both teams. They take advantage of some matchups that go their way, uh, but I think it's going to be hard for the Dallas Cowboys to stop McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle, and Ayuk. Just too many weapons. And I think Brock Purdy's so comfortable in this offense now that they're going to have opportunities. I think Trayvon Diggs missing uh, will be something uh, that factors into this. Uh, but it's going to be a fun matchup. I'm really looking forward to it. As always, let me know what your score predictions are in the comment section down below. And if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, let me know what you think the Cowboys are going to win by. I'm, I'm curious if you think it's going to be close or if you think it's going to be a blowout in the Dallas Cowboys' favor. Uh, but just like always, there's going to be more content coming your way. You can also uh, come after the game for the game reaction, the game post-game show. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be talking to 49ers, Cowboys, everything that happened in the game. And where the 49ers go after that? Are they 5-0? and Are they 4-1? and I think they're going to be 5-0. and uh, So it, it'll, it'll hopefully be a fun conversation. I hope you guys can enjoy it. Uh, so if you're watching now, like and subscribe to the channel. Really appreciate it. Listen on an audio platform, 40 yards cut back on Believe. Please give me a five star rating. You guys truly are the best. Of course, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. I'll catch you guys all on the next one. Until then, stay safe. And remember, the right way is always the 49ers.